Hey guys, and welcome back to Black and Behind the Scenes. I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. Hey Brittany, how's you, how you, how have you been? I can't get the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. No complaints, how about you? Not too bad, not too bad. Happy oh, Black History Month. Oh right, happy Black History Month. Right, we started off the month this, uh, a uh, couple days ago. Yes, this is our first week of Black History Month. Lift every voice and sing. This week we did lose um, a legend of Miss Cicely Tyson. Um, she was 96 years old, I think, right? Um, and it's, uh, she lived a long and, and full life, um, that's for sure. Um, but she will be missed for not only her talent, because Miss Tyson was still acting. <laughs> she was still on yeah. screen giving it to you. <laughs> But not only will she be missed for her talent, but um, also, you know, for her wisdom and um, all that she shared with the younger generation and um, just all around talent and beauty. And so definitely a hard one in the industry. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw just like a lot of people um, posting their, you know, rest in peace, Cicely Tyson's and everything. And just um, just her, her legendary status in the industry itself and all the things that she's been able to do for the door she's been able to open for a lot of the actresses in Hollywood today um, and things like that has just been phenomenal. So definitely her legacy will be remembered and she is an icon for sure. For sure. For sure. So rest in heavenly peace, Miss Tyson. Absolutely. And on that, guys, we're going to jump right into the industry rundown. Um, well, really, the headline news. <laughs> um, so for our first headline, this um, our first three headlines that we're going to be discussing tonight will be coming from Variety. And um, the first headline is, um, it goes, Kevin Durant and Rich Kleinman announced new video series for Boardroom. And this was an exclusive from Variety. Now, I had absolutely no idea what boardroom was whatsoever. Um, so I looked into the actual platform itself. And boardroom is an online video platform that brings the best of sports business directly to fans via video series, podcasts, and weekly newsletters. The online media network showcased how athletes, tech moguls, and sports executives are moving the sports world, culture, um, and the future forward. So I thought that was pretty dope. Um, the network is designed to create conversation and bring fans and executives alike into the spaces where the deals, the investment, and the creativity happens. So I thought that was kind of cool that this uh, app is going to, or rather network will show people the behind the scenes of the sports industry and kind of how everything happens and um, new different series and things like that. So the first series that will be coming to the network is called um, More Explanation Needed. And this show will feature host Peary Simpson offering his perspective on sports, culture, and music. Each episode will also include short interviews with celebrity guests as well as business leaders. Um, the second series um, is coming this month is called Risk Reward. And that is a business show hosted by sports reporter Rosalind Gold Onawood where she will interview people in the world of sports and business about high stake decisions making as well as financial topics. 
So I thought that was um, pretty cool for people who are into sports, into Kevin Durant. I know he is um, a local native um, from PG County, Washington, D.C. area. So I thought that was pretty cool to talk about. Um, he's making moves in the uh, streaming service um, arena, and you can visit his content at theboardroom.tv. Brittany, were you familiar at all with this? No, and I'm not sure if that's because I'm not a sports fan or fanatic so i wouldn't this is not something i would have my um ear to the pulse but congratulations to him though yeah absolutely me neither i had no idea about this so i thought that would be pretty that it was a pretty interesting um topic to cover um the next headline wait do you have to pay for boardroom tv is it a subscription-based service that i did not I honestly glanced over the website a little bit. There is some content there, but I'm not sure. It did not specify whether it was subscription based or not. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I have to look into it. Yeah. That's a good question, though. Um, for our next headline, we have Wakanda series in the works at Disney Plus under Ryan Coogler's new Disney television deal. So I'm pretty sure everyone's heard so far by now that um, a series is set that will be set in Wakanda is currently in development at Disney+. Plus. The series is a part of a, multi of a new multi-year overall television deal that Ryan Coogler and his Proximity Media have signed at Walt Disney and will include other television and future projects that he will be working on. Um, everyone knows Ryan Coogler from, um, I believe he did Creed. In Creed 2, if I'm correct. He just did, well as, not Creed so, 2, but Creed. Creed, Fruitvale Station, as well as Black Panther. Um, those are some of his bigger films that he's known for. He works alongside um, your honey pot boo, uh, Michael B. Jordan. And actually, I'm going to get to him in a second um, after I get off of this. And um, as everyone knows, uh, the Ryan Coogler is um, working on the Black Panthers 2 sequel. So, what do you think about um, a Wakanda series? I'm here for it. I don't know. I, I am not, um, I don't follow, like, what happens in the comics. So, I'm not sure, you know, how his series will parallel with um, the, the comic storylines. But either way, I'm here for it um, because Wakanda is a place I'm pretty sure we all wish we <laughs> We could travel or live. Um, <laughs> so um, anything that will allow us to get more into, you know, that uh, fictional um, location, I'm here for it. And Ryan Coogler is a is a good actor. I mean, good director. So I, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, me personally, I, Disney Plus is pretty boring. Um, I'm just going to say it. I have it. It's not a lot on there. You get hits and misses. Um, so I think this series and a lot of the new content that they're going to come out with is going to spice up the network a lot. So this will be really cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Boring, uh, huh? You don't like mm -hmm. Disney Plus? No. There's really not much on there for me. Um, well, I think, you know, with the um, emergence of WandaVision and then, you know, they have some other Marvel series coming out, I think that will... Um, bring in maybe an older audience 
um, yeah, to I... Disney Plus because as of right now, you know, I'll watch it every now and again when I want some nostalgia and I'll, I want to watch, um, you know, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. But um, <laughs> I'm currently watching WandaVision, though. But uh, as far as, like, series to keep you in tune and, and keep you paying that um, amount of money, no, I'm with you. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's it's a hit or a miss. And I, I signed up for it for Soul. I'll do that whenever they have a movie or something come out that I'm interested in watching. I'll log on probably for this Wakanda series. I'll log on for a few months and then, or when the series is done rolling out, I'll log in, watch it for, you know, a month and then log back out. So it's kind of how I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So speaking of Ryan Coogler and Wakanda and all that good stuff, have you seen Michael B. Jordan's um, Amazon commercial? N- not, yeah, Amazon. Yes, girl, I have. And let me tell you, when I saw it, I laughed so hard because I was like, that would be me in that commercial. <laughs> that would be me if that was a real thing. Like, Alexa, dim the lights. Alexa, <laughs> That would be me. I thought it was so funny. And it is um <laughs> is a very, you know, sexualized commercial too. It very much so. And I'm like, okay, so granted that Michael B. Jordan is not my cup of tea. I was like, put that Killmonger outfit back on and do this whole commercial all over again and I'm there with you. I'm right there, Michael. I'm we we there, you know, I get it. But um, I was like, wow, it definitely got my attention. And I was like, okay, I, can, I, can, I see the Michael B. Jordan appeal. I see it. <laughs> I just think he is just so fine. <laughs> for lack of better words. <laughs> that commercial definitely helped, um, for sure. And that commercial is... Um... Yeah, yeah. And by the way, if you guys have not checked out the commercial, definitely, ladies, um, I would highly recommend go look for, what is it, Amazon? They're selling, what are they selling? Alexa, like, <laughs> what, yeah, what What are we selling here? Alexa, not, not Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> it's um, Amazon Alexa. Mm, okay, there we go. Go check that out, definitely. <laughs> you won't be disappointed. Not at all. <laughs> all right, guys. Next on our headline, um, we have lifestyle influencer Patricia Bright sets YouTube original with Clinton called, well, with Clinton's Hidden Light Production Company. So this is an exclusive that dropped this uh, week on Variety as well. And so this is about YouTube lifestyle icon, financial and career service guru, Patricia Bright. Um will be featured in a four-part YouTube original series that will be produced by Hillary Clinton, Sam Branson, and Chelsea Clinton, and their recently launched production company, Hidden Light Productions. The series will be titled, If I Could Tell You Just One Thing, and it will be based on the best-selling book of the same name. Um, and and uh, Patricia Bright will host... Um, conversations with some of the world's most inspirational women about the stories and experiences that have shaped their own lives. Now, I specifically wanted to talk about this um, exclusive because I am a fan of Patricia Bright. Brittany, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her um, on YouTube. 
I am. Okay, yes. So I thought this was pretty cool that she's expanding her brand and she's able to do more things, even though it's in the realm of YouTube, but she is making connections with um, former first lady Hillary Clinton and runner up to be president um, and her daughter Chelsea Clinton as well. So I thought this was a really good look for Patricia and right in her wheelhouse of talent and um, content creation that she already is doing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, our next headline um, comes from The Hollywood Reporter, and it states, Will Smith to host 14th Amendment docuseries for Netflix. So on February 17th, the streaming service will debut a six-part hour-long docuseries entitled Amend the Fight for America, which Will Smith will host and produce. The series will explore the 14th Amendment, which in 1868 promised liberty and equal protection for all persons. Larry Wilmore will serve as executive producer, producer and will feature a rotation of recognizable faces such as Mahershala Ali, Diane Lane, Samuel L. Jackson, Pedro Passel, and Yahara Shahidi. Shadidi. <laughs> um, Brittany, have you seen the, uh, what, promo for this uh, yet on Netflix? I haven't. Have you? Uh, no, I didn't click on it. I saw it, but I didn't click on it. <laughs> huh? Why? Because you're not interested? No, I'm interested. I just, um, there's so much going on that um, I was like, oh, a new Will Smith show. Pretty cool. Um, coming out. I will check it out, but I just haven't seen the um, the promo. I haven't clicked on the, the promo just yet, but um, I thought it was pretty cool that he was, I saw that he was on Netflix and I thought, hey, Will Smith, I'll check it out. Whatever it is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's Will. Yeah, I didn't see the promo, um, but the premise of it sounds like it's, it'll be something that I'm interested in. I am... Um, curious to see how they'll structure the show especially with talents like yara and mahershala and um you know Mm -hmm. so um yeah that'll be interesting i mean larry wilmore is is a great content creator so um if he's you know meshed up with will smith i'm pretty sure it'll be uh one funny um insightful and um maybe even a little controversial um if 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 that I don't really see Will Smith being all that controversial, but I'm pretty sure they'll push some boundaries or um, push the envelope to get you to think a little bit more. Absolutely, I, and I and I think it's very much so timely um, in what's going on and what has recently transpired and kind of um, figuring out what exactly that means and. Whether I wonder whether or not they're going to speak on if we should be making clauses or updating certain things or making amendments to, you know, you know, just trying to expand upon um, some of the laws or things that we stand by and we may not be upholding that in the way that it was meant to be um, as present day and maybe take a look back at that to see how we can do that and make changes. So it'll be very interesting to see what what perspective they're going to come with that. Um, It definitely reminded me of 13th from Ava DuVernay. Definitely. I wonder if they were inspired by her documentary to be able to kind of 
play on that as re-looking at um, kind of amendments and like what they meant then and what they actually mean now today and how it's being used today and you know whether it's for the people or not for the people or if it only provides liberty and equal protection for some as not to others. Um, so exploring that and seeing you know the realism of what's going on today and how that affects it so. For sure. Yeah. All right, guys. And with that, um, that concludes headline news for the week. <laughs> Yay. <clears throat> All right, you guys. For the spotlight this week, I wanted to highlight a Jamaican uh, woman filmmaker, Kia Moses, um, for her short flight. Um, flight is about a young Jamaican boy who dreams about going to the moon. This um, short is currently on HBO Max. It's about 13 or 18 minutes long. And I just wanted to highlight her because um, when I saw the short, it was so cute. I just loved it. I was smiling from ear to ear. Um, again, like I said, it's about a young Jamaican boy um, who who dreams to go to the moon. And um, Kia, her movie, her short, Flight, was selected as HBO's one of the five um, shorts to be featured on this platform from the um, ABFF um, this year, so or last year, I should say. So um, congratulations to her. Um, your film is super cute, and I, and I really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to seeing more um, films from this filmmaker, Kia Moses. Absolutely. I actually saw this. Um, the flight is on my much must watch list for HBO. It's so cute. It's funny that you bring that up. Um, and I love how, um, yeah, there's a lot of black short content films on there and things like that. And so I, I'm really interested in watching that. So I'm excited. Yeah. And my advice to you guys is, you know, do not sleep on these platforms and the black content that is on there. Um, if you search or if you just peruse any of the content on like Amazon Prime or HBO Max or Hulu, you'll see tons of content that's not quote unquote like mainstream or um, have like... Um, you know, big hitter movie stars to them or their independent filmmakers, people who put their own, um, especially with Amazon Prime, like you can put your own content on there. Um, so I would suggest, you know, that you guys take a look at some of the content on there because you can find some gems and um, Flight was definitely one of those gems and I can see why it was selected by HBO from this film festival to be um, presented because it is a, a very cute movie. Adorable. That's yeah. I'm I'm really excited of watching that. So, I can't wait. And definitely, I absolutely agree with you because um, there have been several shorts that I've watched um during quarantine that um I would have never even explored or paid attention to prior to because it's just like I don't know. Maybe I would have skipped over it or I just only go to the things I normally watch. And so I do highly recommend you guys check that that out. Um, whether it's Showtime or HBO, or um, any other platform, definitely check out the, the content that you wouldn't normally look at. It, there are gems in there. Yeah, especially if you pay for these services. Like, you might as well, <laughs> you might as well watch every single thing, or as much as you can, you know? That's just my opinion. Absolutely, I agree. Yes, guys, so next up, we're doing stream or skip, 
And our first, our two movies that we will be reviewing are two Lifetime movies, well, really three Lifetime movies we're going to talk about. Um, the first is Salt and Pepper, and the other two will be the Wendy Williams, the movie, and then Wendy Williams, the documentary. So first up, let's get over, let's get with Salt and Pepper. Um, Brittany, everybody should know who, the, well, if you don't know, the duo Salt and Pepper was a girl, the first girl rap group of... The nine, the eight, they came out in the eighties, but like the eighties, early nineties, um, genre, uh, rap, uh, phenomenon, basically. Uh, Brittany, what did you think of the film? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly did not see it. And, um, I, I did not see it because one, I forgot it was coming on and, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what a lot of people did because I didn't see a lot of um like social media tweets or reactions to the film. I didn't hear or see anybody talking about it. So I'm assuming everybody collectively forgot <laughs> forgot that this was coming on. Um I I didn't see as much promo as I did for the Wendy Williams or and I or let me take that back. I think the promo that I did see for the Salt and Pepper movie was just so early in the game to is where like, child, that's way down the line. I, I'm forgetting it's forgotten, right? And that's what happened because I didn't see any, I didn't see anything. <laughs> I see, I saw no promotion and I'm pretty sure it was not, um, child, I could just look at the trailer and tell that it was, <laughs> well, let me say, let me say this once. Lifetime, stop doing these movies. I don't see them doing, and I don't, maybe they do these because, <laughs> you know, the audience, there's an audience for it. They keep making these movies um, because d- is this what we want? But I don't see them doing the same type of movies for white artists. Like, I don't see a Madonna mm-hmm. Lifetime movie or, or whatever. Taylor Dane or whoever else back in the day. I I only see it for black artists. Um, And I'm just wondering why that is. Because especially I feel like the other content on Lifetime is not necessarily diverse for that. Only time I see diversity on Lifetime is during Christmas. And they'll have the same damn Christmas movie but with some black people. So I... (laughs) I, I, maybe this is them calling themselves diverse. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Um, I would have to agree with that. Okay, for, so for one, the only reason why I even brought up Salt and Pepper was because um, it tied in with Wendy Williams um, and what we're going to talk about there. Um, I didn't see any promo for Salt and Pepper. I think I saw one thing about it, and I mentioned it on social media and people were like well no because they dog spinderella so i'm not interested in watching it i don't i'm not here for it blah 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 blah. i mean me personally i only got my life the last 10 minutes of the whole film and that's because that was the part of salt and pepper that i knew um i was familiar with um the last tail end of their career um i would say the movie was underwhelming. The acting was, I mean, it's typical life. It's, it's, it's lifetime. Like when I think of lifetime, I think of housewives killing their husbands, poisoning them, or, you know, dramatics, cheating affairs and, you know, dramatization. And 
I don't think of, you know, a salt and pepper documentary or docu-series on there. Like, I feel that salt and pepper deserved better and deserved more. And I felt that they could have had something similar to what TLC had on VH1, um, which was a little, I thought that was a nice representation of TLC or a nice little movie for them to have. Salt and Pepper, this wasn't it. Um, I would say definitely skip. I, I wouldn't, I would not recommend you guys watch this or waste your time with this unless you want to do it for, um, nostalgia reasons because it's like with the music, they had the beats. But then the actual actresses, I believe, rapped the verses. And I'm like, what? What? Why did they do that? Um, I don't know. Maybe because they've gotten so much flack about lip syncing. Like, clearly with the Aaliyah movie, we could tell that girl was lip syncing. With the Tony Braxton film, we was like, girl, get out of here. You're lip syncing. So maybe they thought, you know, it would be easier for the, someone to rap. I mean, you don't have to have any vocal ability to rap you just are rapping you don't have to have you don't know how to have to know how to sing i should say got it i get that but it just i feel like the essence of salt and pepper was missing because it wasn't the actual the the music that you know that that i i heard of them i mean but okay so both salt and pepper was a part of making this film they were producers correct i yeah i think they were a part of helping make the film i don't know what credit they had but that's the sad part is like they actually had a hand in this and it still turned out this way. So I, I don't know what's wrong. What happened? The dr so, okay. What, were there any like tea spilling? Is there something that was revealed that you didn't know about this group? Um, the only thing I would say that, um, I wonder, um, the only thing that I would say that I didn't know more so was Tretch. Um, a little bit more insight on him, his and Pepper's uh, um, relationship. And I would say you get to see the dynamic of Salt and Pepper and how it works. Because, again, I knew about Salt and Pepper later in life. And so I knew about their reunion tour. I think they had like a little mini reality show in the 2000s or something like that. And I remember I saw Salt at that time. She was really into the church. And I was like, well, where did this come from? Because you were talking about what a man and, you know, sex and all that other stuff. And I'm like, well, where where did the whole church aspect come from? So in the movie, you understand where that comes from and her, her roots um, and how Salt and Pepper met and how Pepper is more of a the spontaneous, like the fire of the group and salt is a little bit more laid back and thing. So you got to see more of the dynamics of their, their personalities, which I knew nothing about. So I, I thought that was nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, we skipping it, huh? Don't, <laughs> don't, don't waste your time watching it or trying to DVR and find it again. Yeah, no. I mean, especially if you were a fan of salt and pepper, I don't think this was really, um, it. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, so, I mean, the same sentiment for you for Wendy Williams? Uh, Wendy, so, what do I feel about Wendy? It's a lot to say here, right? Okay, <laughs> it's a lot. So, let me start with the movie. Um, What did I feel about the movie? The movie itself... I, the, okay, what irritated me about the movie is that, and I would say the documentary too, is that I feel that it focused too much on her love life. 
I wanted to see more of Wendy, the radio host, Wendy, the career professional, Wendy, like, don't give me, I was doing this and then I fell in love and then this happened. Like, I don't care. Like that has nothing to do with your career. Like I, I, I it does, but it doesn't. And I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I see what you're saying, but I think on the flip side of that, had this been more um, focused on her career and the ups and downs of that, then um, people probably would have been tuned in or as, you know, um, enthralled in it. Because why? We want to know what happened with Kevin and this baby. That's mm-hmm. what people want to know. I mean, that's the latest drama of her life. I do agree with you that it should have been um, a little bit more focus on her and her her achievements as Wendy Williams herself. I mean, because it was just like she was a little kid and then all of a sudden she was <laughs> at the radio station and we like, whoa, girl, how did we get this? How did we get here? I felt like right. the movie, it moved so quickly. It felt like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It really did. I agree. And and so to piggyback off what you said, um, the thing is I follow the blogs and bscott.com and Tasha K and Storm Monroe and, you know, all of my juicy, you know, gossip stuff that I, I get into. So I knew all about the baby and Kevin and all that other back stuff. Like I knew, I don't care. <laughs> I want to know about your career as a woman. Like, let me know about you, Wendy. Like, and the reason why I'm saying that is because me as, as I only knew Wendy as Wendy, the television host. We didn't get Wendy, the radio person in D.C., in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area. So I missed the whole radio era, like the, the, the Whitney Houston interview and Mariah Carey and, you know, Total. Like I heard about that like over the years as people drummed up some of the drama that happened. But I missed all that stuff. I would have loved to have seen more of that. I guess just me, just my perspective. Yeah, no, that would have definitely been good to see so two things for that i think one um (laughs) one i think maybe the the um celebrities like total and whitney houston and mariah carey probably they couldn't go too much into debt with that because then you possibly are like defamation of character because then even though we they could have played the audio straight from straight and then, you know, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But maybe they didn't want to step on any toes. And I think because Wendy Williams have um, upset and angered so many celebrities, maybe it would have been overwhelming to, to highlight all of those. But it, it would have been a good idea to highlight the big ones, like you say, Whitney Houston, or to go more in-depth into... What she said about Total, I felt like that was probably the the most in depth they went into because they had them like Kima Keisha and Pam show up <laughs> <laughs> show up to the radio station. Um and then two, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so, yeah, I just think that, um, is it a stream or a skip? I would say it depends on what you're looking for, right? I would say it was a skip. (laughs) 
<laughs> there was nothing that was nothing revealed in this movie that we did not already know. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Nothing shown to us that we didn't already know. Um, like you said, we could have learned more about Wendy herself. Um, even learned a little bit more about her personality. Yeah. Um, but I did enjoy the actress who played her. Yeah, me too. She was a little kooky. I liked it. It was a little, yeah. Yeah, she wasn't bad. But I'm going to be straight up, yo. Skip that. I mean, that, that, it was nothing. It was, it was nothing. It was underwhelming. Yeah, I mean, it just, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I agree. Skip. It was underwhelming. I mean, it, it, it's true. At least give us a little bit more dirt about the affair. Yeah, I think she's a she's 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 missing, or there's a lot of information that's not being told on that. Only because um, you're not going to sit here and tell me your husband had a 15 year or 12 year affair and you had no idea, and you go because you were yeah. so focused on your career. But girl, we didn't see it in the movie, right? Like, really? I mean, and, and, like, we know that you don't go out outside of your house. Like, so what else are you doing? Like, keep it, like, you should be keeping tabs on your man. So if you're not working, I don't know. I, it just, it, it didn't seem right. It, something didn't add up. Why she out talking? That's why I'm like, Wendy is very selective of what she wants to say. I feel like some people say, oh, she keep it real. She keep it real. No. When it comes to her personal life, I don't think she keeps it as real because you, you want to blast uh, Rakim. Was it Eric, Rakim or Eric B that she had the baby by? I, Eric B. <laughs> yeah, you ought to blast Eric B or even put out before this on the interview, you know, how you had your one night stand with Method Man. You know, girl, tell us the real tea. Because like you said, there's no way your husband had a over a 10 year affair with someone, the same someone, mm-hmm. and you claim you didn't know. Yeah, it that just didn't that doesn't add up. It just doesn't make. Says she knew, but she he she said that he told her it was over and it. She believed. I don't know. I felt like the documentary was better than the movie. Because it was just refreshing to see her, you know, in her raw emotions and her feelings, and you can tell she's still very hurt about about it all. And I didn't realize she was as sensitive as she was. Which is surprising to me because someone who is, um, talks so much crap about other people, you would think that they would have, um, they wouldn't be as sensitive. I'm, is that wrong to say? I was just no. surprised by the amount of emotion that she was displaying about everything. Which leads me to believe that there could have been more talked about in this film about her personality, about her drug habit. Yo, we glossed over that drug habit. Yeah, I would have liked to know uh, how she got there. What you know? No, no. Yeah, quite interesting. Like it. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that, like, where were you scoring your drugs from? Who would you know? Like, or I I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot. There's a lot to be said about that. That's like I said. Like, she could have focused more on her career and like exactly who she was as a woman. Maybe we would feel a little bit more empathy for her and like you know, a little bit more like who she is, the essence of her, what makes her tick and, you know, whatever. I don't know. Now, I will say this. I felt like the documentary did a little bit more to um, 
evoke empathy from the audience, particularly for people who may not be a, a fan of hers and see her as a villain. Um, but the film did not do that. Agreed. Yeah. And I would say this too. I felt like the film did not make Kevin be as bad as they were portraying him in the documentary. Like you did not, according to the folks in the documentary, they were saying like Kevin was really controlling in the boardrooms and, and, um, behind the scenes and kind of like Suge Knighton the place up. But that was not shown in the movie. No, it wasn't. Not at all. Mm-mm. And let me tell you uh, uh, my last thing about this film. That Charlemagne that had was played in the film, honey, they could have left him at the back though. They really could have. I was. I thought that he. You know what? I thought that little minion guy with the bag of Doritos was Charlemagne. I really did. I thought in the radio station. I thought that was him. I said, "Oh, if I was Charlemagne, I would be pissed off." Yeah, she did a bloop and thank you next, girl. Not only was it a thank you next, but it also was a um. Who is that? <laughs> It really was. She really, she really carried that situation. So, did you? How did you feel about the documentary, though? I thought the documentary was good. I thought it was better than the movie. Um, definitely. Um, I prefer doc. Yeah, I prefer the documentary over the movie for sure. Um, I love the fact that we got to see Wendy in her raw emotion and kind of a little bit more deeper inside of what's going on. I love the fact that her mother was in the documentary. Um, so that was beautiful that she was able to, you know, actually record her mother and father together before her mother's, um, passing, um, recently. So I thought that was really nice and sweet. Um, uh, yeah, I thought the, I, over, I think I thought it was better. I can't honestly remember a lot of it, to be honest with you. I watched it earlier in the week and it was kind of forgettable. Um, I hate to say that, but yeah. Yeah, well, I will say this. If you're interested in um, learning more about Wendy Williams, watch the documentary and not the film. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, watch the documentary. I think that's a little... You'll get a better sense of... Yeah. So we're skipping salt and... (laughs) We skipping salt and pepper. We skipping Wendy Williams, but we are streaming the documentary? Yeah, I would say stream the documentary. I would agree. And everything else, next lifetime, you know, you know, next time. And lifetime, let this be the last. (laughs) Please stop. Stop it, lifetime. Cut it out. The lifetime movie. I mean, I think the Clark sisters lifetime movie was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's about the only lifetime movie I didn't see that was really good. I mean, I thought the Michelle one was pretty good, too. Really? I saw, I never watched it, but I saw the whole, um, the, the, I guess the graphic they use for it, where it's like the guys are in the background and she's turned around facing forward. I was like, Ooh, the shade of it all. <laughs> Ooh, oh my goodness. Yeah. But lifetime, we don't want, I don't want to see it no more. Stop. Yeah, please. Please, please. And thank you. <laughs> um okay guys so the next time we will see you it will valentine's day would have come and gone 
So I do want to shout out um, a couple of things that you should check out um, for Valentine's Day. If you are into the whole love romantic, you know, gotta watch something. Um, let's see. The first one that I want to suggest is, of course, um, Malcolm and Marie mm-hmm. on Netflix, starring John David Washington and Zendaya. Does she have a last name? <laughs> I mean, she does, but she does. I think her, you know, her her stage name is just Zendaya. Okay, yeah, Zendaya. Um, and then also there's Tinder, which is a short film. It's currently on Amazon Prime. That is by Felicia Price, and we talked about her on the show last season, I believe. Um, she is a Baltimore. Uh, local or native shall shall I say and um she has that her short film that's currently called Tinder on Amazon Prime you can check that out um what else and another um one of our friends of the show Cadell Cook actually has his uh film which will be on YouTube and just in time for Valentine's Day it's called Perfect the series so check that out also and that'll be up just in time for valentine's day as well so awesome i can't wait to watch those yeah me either i'm so excited about that i'm trying to think if there's another little love romantic film coming out for valentine's day um for you guys to check out but um i can't think of anything off the top of my head other than those three for sure okay we'll definitely be keeping those in mind absolutely and and guys that is it for the show so thank you for tuning in attention all independent filmmakers producers writers directors you name it we're looking for your content if you have a movie a short film animation or all of the above we want to watch review and rave about your show to submit, please email us at blackandbehindthescenes at gmail.com or reach out and connect with us on our IG at blackandbehindthescenes. Okay, crew, that's it for our show this week. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like and comment and subscribe to this channel. If you are listening to us, thank you for tuning in. Yes, because we appreciate every download and view. Stay safe out there and don't forget sharing is caring. And until next time, I'm Brittany. I'm, I'm Brittany. And I'm Antoinette. Bye. Bye. Bye.